Greetings. How are my levels? Um, <clears throat> well, but I'm, I'm going to enhance them with the click of a button. Let me try again. Levels. One, two, three, four, five, six. Syphilis. Uh, a little Syphilis. low. Hmm. Well, I could swap the headphones out. Right. These are a different brand of headphones. Yeah. Uh, they come in a little low to you? A, a little bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I don't want to disappoint you of all people, Paul, so hold, hold the line, please. How's this? A little better. A little better? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's all the technology we have to deploy on this. Yeah, the two sets. Yeah. So. Just like the two Escobars. <laughs> this is a set I got for free. Yeah. Uh, not, not the set. This is a set I paid for that we're listening on. The other set was a set I got for free. Yeah. But, uh. We're, uh, sometimes what? you'll come in low, and then like a minute later, it'll just be blasting into my ears. So that that happens, I'll be uh, well equipped to click down again. Well, uh, sometimes I move around, and sometimes the signal's sure. better. Right. And sometimes we need to open the show by saying, "Welcome to Talking Paragraphs." Uh, I'm your host. Daniel P. Finney. Uh, the P is for Patrick with right. no K because Grandma Gertie said it was more Irish that way. Oh. We all know that it was the first of many misspellings mm-hmm. that would haunt me throughout my yeah. 23 years in journalism. Yeah. The first, and with... the first of many odd editorial choices. <laughs> right. And uh, with me, is uh, my best friend uh, and the uh, Sultan of Spreadsheets, M- Memphis Paul. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Paul, I think I think we need to br- just lead with the breaking news here. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people have heard about this. I don't know. I don't know if the word's gotten out. We may be ahead of all markets on this news. The tip of the spear. I mean, yeah, yeah, we are, we, we are cracking through the ice in the, in in ways not seen since 2017. Uh, There is, you've heard of the COVID-19 deadly virus that's destroyed the world. You've heard of COVID-19 because it's a COVID variant that first appeared in the year 2019. Right. Somebody... Somebody ate some bat guano or whatever, mm-hmm. bat meat, and well, went, yeah, went to a wet market. Which yeah. I, I feel like the or or the, the clue is in the name that this is a bad idea. Or, and uh, and this can't be uh, uh, overstated enough. Depending on which website you're on, it could have been a Chinese plot to kill us all. Uh, you know, I just got a, a tweet from the Zero Hedge about this, but yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, they don't. I, do I, I sample from zero hedge selectively. I don't consider sure. everything. M much like you should do at a wet market or orange market or anywhere. Just be selective. You know, you don't have to. You can thump that melon or sniff sniff that uh, thing that you got out of the fridge. Now let's. That's. But here's the breaking news, uh -huh. Paul. The they the United States government has approved not one but two and possibly a third vaccine mm -hmm. for the uh for the for the uh for young people for the covid uh, I, mean, they, I thought they had already approved these things or was it just for emergency use only well this is a little bit of satire i was trying here paul I was, oh uh -huh. i was trying i was trying to pretend that we were breaking the news of vaccines which has been in, in the news constantly for <laughs> Seven months now. I, well, uh, your your satire was just so close to the truth. It was so yeah. effective in that way. It's hard I, to tell I, hard to tell truth from fiction. Uh, I just wanted to introduce our bitching about vaccines segment with yeah. a little with a little bit of a panache, but it it just yeah. like like every every time we we make an effort in our life to do a good job, it just it just uh, augers into the ground like a Spitfire <sighs> shot up by a. Uh, Luftwaffe during World War Two. Well, it was a it was a souffle that, that failed to rise. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, I you have been vaccinated. I, I think I think I gave a, a rant last week about how uh, uh, this the second shot of the vaccine experience, but didn't have all the the wonders that I had been promised. Uh, right, and I thought, well, Paul's just a pussy. Like he sure. can't, he can't take it, you know. Yeah. He's, uh, uh, but then I, I got, I had taken my first shot after your first shot, yeah. and uh, the first shot, I felt sleepy for about two days, yeah. but not much more than that. Like I didn't have any pain or, yeah. Uh, I got my second shot on Thursday. Yeah. I felt fine the rest of Thursday. But by Thursday night, I was like, oh, man, I'm really tired. I'm like, okay, so it's probably the shot. So I went to bed. And pretty much all of uh, Friday was just sleep. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked several times during the day uh, while you were motoring about on errands or lunchtime or whatever and then uh last night uh maybe early morning it sort of metastasized into like uh like an achy all over feeling yeah uh and uh i had a little bit of a runny nose uh and i i was not having a good time uh, I was not, but and I was like a low grade kind of feeling flush, yeah. maybe maybe feverish, but it was it was not my idea of a good time. This the second vaccine, I feel like uh, they should have uh, maybe put a little fentanyl in there or heroin or something, just just to give it a little bit more of a rush. Um, th this whole this whole vaccine. The whole COVID thing has been a downer. It didn't li it didn't live up to the hype. 
It has. Uh, but the whole vaccine thing, uh, I don't know that I've been impressed. Part of the problem, well, two what, things. One, what would the vaccine have to do to impress you, Paul? Would it have to, would it have to kill more people? Uh, it had these side effects yeah. uh, that kind of took took the starch out of my shorts. And yeah. uh, I, I think they could have just said, like, hey, you should do this. It's better to do this than die. But yeah. just just be aware, it's it's probably going to suck for a few days. Um, Did your mom get sick? No, no well, I, maybe she felt bad, but she's just not a complainer. No. And uh, it's and interesting. She's, My... she's not working either, you know. Yeah. So, so if you get tired and can't concentrate, take a nap, and you're retired, well, yeah. just, it, it's not affecting anyone. Now that's interesting because my parents both got the vax scene, and uh, I asked them, "Will they get anything?" And they said, "No, nothing." You know, they may be a little tired, you know, but that's about it. I mean, we're 72. We get a little tired sometimes anyway. Yeah. Uh, and I'd say, you'll be fine. It'll be no problem. Well, they were wrong. I, was, I wouldn't. And I've had other friends who were like, yeah, it knocked me out for two days. I was doing nothing. I was doing well, nothing. I was, I was talking to this woman in my office, and she mm-hmm. was like, oh, yeah, my husband, he was like volunteering because. Uh, some of the volunteers, if they had extra vaccines, the volunteers would get it. Yeah. So, so these are people in high-powered positions that are doing this grunt work just for a chance of getting the vaccine, and then two weeks later, it's like, ah, uh, we ha- we have more vaccines than we can distribute. Uh, right. Uh, we're we're giving out Kroger gift cards or. Uh, <laughs> putting on specials on NBC with Russell Wilson and whoever, like, this is wonderful, get the shot. Uh, Meanwhile, you have these Republicans. This is my, I'm I'm just cutting ahead to a a tangent of this. Yeah. It's like, oh, you can't tell me what to do. Uh, I'm not going to get the shot. Maybe I'll do something like get a a fake vaccine certificate, but I'm not actually getting the shot. And my my message to to you guys is, A, you guys are going to get sick and then there'll be this variant and I'll have to get the shot again, which sucks. Um, but also part of the reason so many people are unemployed or not returning to work or businesses are like nervous about having too many employees when this future is kind of uncertain mm-hmm. uh, is because not enough of the population is, is getting this for the so-called herd immunity and so forth. So, so if, like, if, if you're not if you're not wanting to pay out these benefits to people, yeah, uh, like that that just goes against your your vibe as a uh, conservative. Just, yeah, you're just political vibe or vibe Believe. of life. Uh, then take one for the team and get back so that see the that's the percentage that's, goes up. That's the thing. All of the actual politicians who are yeah. in the and the commentators who are mealy-mouthed and, oh, scare jargon about the vaccines, they all got them. Yeah. Like, our our governor is probably one of the worst in the country here in Iowa when it comes to uh, protections uh, 
uh, protecting the public from and encouraging the public to, uh, you know, wear masks. And she's just she she never had a mask mandate. Yeah. Uh, she all of that stuff. And but she was first in line. We we got we treated to pictures of her getting a shot in the arm. And Joni Ernst, another. Like, oh, it's not as bad as it sounds. Uh, vaccinating person, it's all yeah. a liberal plot, you know, to take over the country. You know, she was first in line to get a vaccine. Now, I respect my friend Todd, who believes, who has written a book mm-hmm. uh, with uh, he and a, he, he's on this conservative network called Blaze TV. Yeah. And he's uh, one of the, a cast members of a show by a guy who, who used to work at the register, uh, Steve Dace. And he and Steve believe that Anthony Fauci is like the, like the worst, the most dangerous bureaucrat in American history. And, uh, they, they believe all of this stuff with the masks and it was performative and it, yeah. it just scared people unnecessarily, but I'll give him credit. He believes that, and he's not getting a vaccine. Okay, well, you know, metal meets the road. The people I can't stand are the ones who are like... Saying one thing and doing something else. Yeah, like, uh, fine, Governor Reynolds, you believe all that, don't get a vaccine then. Yeah, just just get sick. We're supposed to get to, like, 70 to 90% before herd immunity works, and, like, they don't have a vaccine yet for children. Yeah, uh, under sixteen, so it, it's I, really hard yeah. to get that. I think I think they haven't tested it on those age groups. Yeah. So, uh, I, I I think the vaccines we have, some of them could work for that group, but uh, you know, generally speaking, Paul, I'm the kind of guy. I want to I want to talk about Iowa and vaccinations because. Um, Twitter will send me these recommended tweets, which Twitter, your stock fell 14%. How about you do stuff that's uh, something people like? You know what's happened there is you only follow like six people, and one of them is me. Right. And and I'm constantly tweeting little Iowa things out. So so I'm getting, yeah, I'm getting this tweet about, I think it's a picture of uh, the mayor or the governor of Iowa. She's happily wearing a mask, giving a thumbs up in a Casey's general yeah. store. So that's and, how you win elections. You eat Casey's breakfast pizza, you're going to win. And there's like uh, a subtweet of Casey's like, oh, we're serious about masking and so forth. And then there's yeah. like a hundred different people like, oh, I shop at the Casey's and Waukee and I shop in this Casey's and I'm, I'm in southeast yeah. uh, Iowa. This is my Casey's. And no one wears a mask or a football team came in. There was one guy in a mask. Uh, yeah. I jumped the line because the guy in front of me didn't have a mask. I just threw my money down. It's like the social contract's gone. Uh, yeah. But a lot of it's like, oh, I just love talking about Casey's. Here's I want to th- say where I live. So I'm adding to this thread. Here's the thing. Uh, I'm going to defend this, with this place is, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to defend this. Yeah, because I lived in a small town. Like mm-hmm. you've always lived in medium size up. Like how big is Jackson? 
Um, it was maybe twenty. It it's maybe a ninety thousand now, but I think it's grown quite a yeah. bit in the last twenty years. But sure. it, yeah, it's not a small town. It's not like three stoplight town. Right. I grew up in Winterset yeah. for a big chunk of my childhood, which is a small town uh, s- southwest of Des Moines in Madison County. And it's about 4,500 people. Yeah. And in Iowa, you rate your town. First of all, Casey's is a Iowa based mm-hmm. convenience store that's in nine states or something. I don't know how many states it's in, but uh, the, you used to rate your town by how many Casey's it had. Like, yeah. oh, you're going over to Osceola. That's a three Casey's town. Yeah, you know, uh, we used to have two in Winterset, and I think we're down to one. But it's yeah. a big, it's a big deluxe Casey's. Not <laughs> that. So, where in the South, it's like, oh, we got a Walmart. It's like, oh, now we got a Super Walmart. Um, yes, yes. This book like, for small towns, they don't have WalMarts in small towns. Then you move up to a Sam's Club. Yeah, it's like, wow, is that, is that even a thing? I've only dreamed about that. Yeah, yeah, and that. So in Iowa, and then, yeah. and then Iowans like everything else that that uh, they agree is nice. They they fuck it out. Yeah. So it's like it's like the state fair. It's like oh, breakfast pizza, breakfast pizza, breakfast pizza. I, I've had the breakfast pizza many times, and it's very good. It's mm-hmm. it's it's not a quiche, but it's very good, and uh, I enjoy it. But the problem is, Iowans have so little thing, so little that they're proud of that they just oh breakfast pizza, state fair, oh, oh. and they can't stop themselves. So they're like, oh, I shop at the Casey's in Adel. Well, Adel's a small town yeah. in Dallas County uh, that has a merged school district. So what what Casey's is to a small community is what churches used to be and what yeah. schools used to be. Because all of these Iowa small towns have been, uh, rural Iowa has been shrinking in population since like the early uh, 20th century. And it's now to the point where it's getting acute in some areas to the point where some school districts have to, like we have a law in Iowa that says you can be only, a kid can only be on a, school bus for an hour one way uh and 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 there there are school districts like western dubuque which has a huge geographic area where they're they're doing the math on that every single day to make sure that kids aren't on there too long in violation so what happens is if you it used to be it's like well we've still got you know joe's soda jerk house well no we don't we've got casey's and when Casey's goes, then we're dead. Like there, are, there are a few cute places. Like you know, our friend Brent, he grew up in Hamburg. They have, they're fortunate enough to have an old-fashioned drugstore. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not making that with a with a whole horseshoe counter for uh, sodas and ice cream and that kind of stuff. Right. You get your get your Green River and your Cherry Coke the way Cherry Coke was made to be meant to be consumed with grenadine and then 
But the name of the drugstore, I'm not making this up, Stoner Drug. Yeah. Uh, but so Casey's is for for someone like you who's not from here. It's like why? What is with you people at the gas station with with chips and candy? And you're like, it is, but it's one of those things that's ours. Yeah. All right. I'm just, I'm just saying you're marking yourself. You, you've identified yourself with this. So, uh, yeah. Cal- calm down or tr- try to calm down. Uh, <laughs> I'm, w- I'm with you yeah. as an Iowan. It's one of like, I was only an Iowa football fan when I didn't live in Iowa. Like when I lived in Missouri, I was all about Iowa football yeah. because I I couldn't stand all the talk about Illinois, which is always terrible, and Missouri, which was usually terrible. This was before Missouri was in the SEC. They were in what used to be known as the Big Twelve. Yeah, but anyway, that was I, that's a, that Casey's talk was a surprisingly good take. Solid talk. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, speak, speaking of the Big Twelve, see what we did there. Uh, okay. Transition wise, uh, you and I are uh, root for the Sooners. I only root for the Sooners because you're my friend. Right. Uh, I don't really know anything about the Sooners. Like, yeah. maybe twice a year we'll call each other up on a Sooner game. And watch it for like a half until one of us falls asleep. Uh, yeah, my, my work situation has been kind of fraught for a while. Um, yeah. If if things were like more steady, I'd be, uh, I'd have more hobbies. Yeah. Let's, but, I, let's talk about this in just the most general terms. Paul has a job. He doesn't like his job. It's a very, it's a very stressful job. Uh, and the stress seems to get worse over time. Paul has twice tried to quit this job and failed. Yeah. And I've I've never, I I mean I think that's some kind of Guinness Book of World Record of failing to quit. It's not like he quit and they and they're like no 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 don't go. Here's a bunch of money and extra time off. Yeah. They were just like, well we kind of wish you wouldn't. And then yeah. Paul just works there another ten years. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I, 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 I don't know how, cause when I quit, they're like, you know what, why don't you go ahead and leave today? We'll pay you for two weeks. Just yeah. get out. Yeah. You know, uh, nobody's ever no. tried to say, don't quit. To no back Never has anyone tried to talk me out of it. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, well, one time a guy tried to talk me out of it years ago. Yeah, but uh, uh, no, uh, it, not you, Paul. Paul, that's how valuable Paul is. Paul is an MVP. Uh, if 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 they did a PTI of accountants in the Greater yeah. Memphis era, like every night, uh, Kornheiser and Wilbon would be like, you know, Paul's top five in my MVP vote, right up there with George Paul or Chris Paul. Yeah, but the key to being an MVP is like Russell Wilson, who yeah. was like really good on his rookie contract, and they were able to pay other people, and so it made yeah. it to the Super Bowl. And then uh, uh, you get your pro contract, and it's like, well, eh, he's okay. 
Yeah. So I'm probably on my rookie deal still, relatively. But yeah. Anyway, back to Oklahoma. Uh, that was something I engaged with when I had uh, free time. Uh, yeah. Felt like I did. And, yeah, you, uh, you, you, I just want everybody to know, uh, Paul's always been a work hard worker, but he used to be fun. Yeah. But uh, anyway, um, I uh, yeah, I haven't been like watching the the whole game for the whole season uh, the last few years, but uh, yeah, I, I still follow along. Uh, I follow the recruiting. I, I used to listen to podcasts, but that that's another thing I've clipped. Uh, what my interest in, but uh, they they did something I haven't seen Oklahoma do before. They had two troublemakers, and then they just threw them off the team. Like uh, it's like who who are you? Is your, are you Vanderbilt yeah. or Stanford or this is not some some team that cares about yeah. academics and not winning? Yeah, um, Yale. You, you uh, had. Uh, yeah, the quarterback that got well, they do, paid they do under have, the table at the local car dealership. He stayed around. Uh, you you, you do have the, the, the most road scholars of any public university. Not on the football team. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not, they're not in that art gallery with the largest public. Uh, 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 whoever that Vincent Van Gogh painting. Yeah. They're not looking at that painting. Um, yeah. We had a quarterback who was like head of the the Dare program. Yeah, he was dealing drugs from his uh, dorm room, as I recall. Which I forget what Dare stands for, but it was like anti drug. Uh, he was like king of the drug yeah. dealers. He, um, but he stayed around. Uh, anyway, there was there's been a lot of uh, shady figures over the years, but uh, I, I've I've yet to recall one of those figures being like, "No, you've done too much. You've brought." disrepute on yourself and the university and the football program you're gone um uh well good for lincoln so, riley uh i don't one of them was like a pothead yeah and i don't know what the other guy did but they got into some serious stuff that they got uh, they got arrested for so like, i don't i don't know if the president of the university was like hey you shouldn't do this this is this is not traditional or he was just so shocked that it happened that it's like, I didn't even know you could do that. Uh, uh, I don't know this to be true, but I think this is still the president. You know, a few years back, they had that fraternity who was, yeah. they were singing racist chants on a bus. Or... I, I, I said president, I meant, I meant the athletic director. Oh. Um, but yeah, they, they've changed the presidents, not because not the old guy they disliked. He was just getting older. I think, but oh, uh, I just it was a couple of years ago, and they had some old some jerks were on mm-hmm. a uh, they were on a bus, bus and they were and too, they, they stupidly recorded it their racist yeah. behavior. Right, yeah, they were they were singing a chant that had the N word in it, yeah. basically saying a, a black person would never be in this particular fraternity, yeah. and. Uh, <laughs> The uh, university president came out and he's like, "You're yeah, gone. That's over." Uh, and the and the uh, that that fraternity's gone forever. Don't even uh, don't even screw with me. And then and, like, and then oh. and then we're gonna identify everybody in this video 
and we're going to suspend them or kick them out. And but, and it was like, could you give us some help to move out? It's like, no, no, we don't, out. we don't. We don't. We don't, don't provide. We don't provide. I like that. That was my favorite part. Was the uh, we don't provide services to uh, to bigots. <laughs> so it's all. Yeah. You, you have, you, and they only had like 24 hours to get all their stuff out. I thought yeah. it was hilarious. A, a, a fitting end to their Oklahoma career. Uh, but uh, so maybe that president, and maybe he's gone. I got a new one, but uh, maybe that president has left a legacy of like, eh, you, t- you don't have to put up with jerks. Like, yeah. somebody steals crab legs from a buffet, you just move them <laughs> on. <laughs> I mean, here, here, Drake, several years ago, here at Drake, mm-hmm. which is a place that shouldn't have scandals because we're not that big of a deal. Uh, there was a couple of kids, yeah. at least one kid who stole sweat socks from like one of the sports places yeah. around here. And I, I felt empathy for this kid because I think that's a kid who probably came from an environment where you needed socks and didn't always have them. Yeah. Uh, because if he'd have thought about it for five seconds, like all the we socks get, you, get you socks. ever wanted. Yeah. All the socks you ever wanted are over in the nap center. They just get, yeah. Hey, Hey, can I get another pair of socks? Sure. No, pr- no problem. Uh, you know, so here's, the, here's the kind of scandal I could see happening at Drake. Yeah. I'm going to spitball this here. So it's, it's the guy that's the, you know, one of the senior professors in the actuary department. Yeah. And when he's not teaching actuarial science to uh, students and local insurance firms, uh, he's helping out with the endowment for the university. Mm-hmm. And he, he uses a financial product that's like um, not approved, like maybe invest in crypto coin, even though. As a as a university, you're meant to apply certain conservative constraints. Yeah, and they sweep it under the rug because he's a really good actuary professor. That that's the kind of scandal I could see Drake having, more than like, oh, these two football players uh, did some cheap, uh, uh, not knocking off a, a convenience store that didn't even didn't even have any money, which I think is what Oklahoma Oklahoma situation was. I think we had when we were when we were students, a law professor get accused of plagiarism. Sure. Uh, and uh, I mean, the the shock that went through America uh, because of that. Uh, I think in the scenario you you were mentioning, I thought what you were going to say is that he had created one of those programs, like in Superman Three, where it the takes sh- shaves the penny. Yeah, shapes. Yeah, it rounds up, but it puts in an account of his own. Yeah. But the problem is, at Drake, you're dealing with so little money. Like yeah. he's only going to get like a hundred and fifty dollars, yeah. you know, two hundred bucks off of that a month. Well, yeah, which he used for a pizza party for the actuary <laughs> club, so it, he wasn't even like getting rich off of it. But yeah. it's it's this whole spirit of the thing. It's the problem. Yeah. Go to yeah. the <laughs> uh, So, in the spirit of Paul doesn't have very much time mm-hmm. on his hands. You do make time to watch TV with your mom. I do. Uh, a couple nights a week. Uh, and one of the nights, is, is it Thursday night? 
all the Chicago shows are on. Uh, Thursday is Young Sheldon and uh, a new show, United States of Al, Mom, which is yeah. le- leaving our airwaves. You you watch Clarice at the end of that, which we'll get to. Um, oh, okay. Uh, there, I, I don't know when things are on. About this guy that uh, needs a liver transplant. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if Chuck Lorre actually had some health issue, and that inspired the show. I I suspect so because like. I think he's living out a fantasy with the show because the person yeah. giving the don- the kidney is like, oh, I just like you so much. Here's this kidney. And she's like super hot. So right. I, I think it's like the Chuck Lorre fantasy show. Uh, uh, that's just me. Wouldn't that have been uh, two and a half men? That could have been. But but then then he uh, aged 20 years and had kidney problems. So it's like oh. this is this is a fantasy show too. Yeah, I guess uh, so. But... Um, that's Thursday. Wednesday nights, uh, I was watching these shows because I would bring home work Wednesday that was kind of, um, uh, didn't require a lot of uh, concentration. Sure. And these shows also didn't require a lot of concentration, so it was a good combination. Um, th- these are like CBS, or I'm sorry, this is NBC, but it's kind of in the CBS vein where it's for working women, and the, the, the stakes are real low. Everyone's very polite. It's like they're professional workers, but you don't actually see them doing that much work. There's I, some I, drama. I but watched the Chicago police show part of the first season. Yeah. And some of the people that were on that season are no longer on the show. Yeah. Uh, there yeah, was I think, a, I think these shows was, have been on for like 15 years. Yeah, I don't know how long, but uh, it, a long time. Yeah. Uh, because there was an attractive blonde who had kind of a hard face, and mm-hmm. she's not on the show anymore. Yeah. Uh, and she so, was the only reason I know anything about her is yeah. she was, she was the cover girl for the last Maxim magazine I ever bought. Wow. Uh, so it's Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, and then Chicago PD. Yeah. Uh. And the, I don't, the fire, I don't think the fire department show has like, uh, like it has one of those potpourri casts. Like there's, uh, uh, I think an African American lesbian. Is that right? Mm. Or am I confusing this with a different fire show? Fox has a fire show. Nine one one. Right. And then nine one one Lone Star. Uh, so um, I could be confusing these shows. Is well, Angela is Angela Bassett on the on one of these shows? No, no. Okay, these are the Fox shows. Then my bad. The Fire Show doesn't have much going on, which is you know explains why there's so few uh, dramatic fire shows on TV. They well, they also have an emergency <clears throat> response unit that's part of it, so it's like. We don't have enough with the fire department to make a show, so we, let's throw in the, um, the the merge the the ambulance team too. In fairness, that's and how, they have they, they have a they have an interesting uh, normally uh, like it's Seinfeld where there's four arcs and they're all silly, yeah. Or it's like uh, uh, ER on the old NBC Thursday night where it's like three of the arcs are serious and then there's one silly art uh this is a weird show in that sense that's like 
two of the arcs are silly and two of the arcs are serious, but even the serious ones aren't all that serious. Uh, they're, they're all doing firehouse stuff like, oh, let's make our the best sandwich we can make. Or uh, well, last week, it's uh, a guy was in his parenting class, so he was like in a competition to swaddle faster than this other guy who, uh, and the winner, the, the loser had to do like extra chores around the firehouse or buy drinks or something. Because he was, uh, I mean, swaddling a baby? Yeah, he was in a new parent class and someone was bragging that he could swaddle better. So they, they, learnt, they were learning to swaddle, uh, which is basically putting on a diaper. If you don't know what swaddling is, no, I do. I, uh-huh. I just, I guess, I fell asleep a little bit while you were describing that plot. Uh, so it's a, it's a nice, it's a nice show when you're like stressed out. So I take it there's no like rescue me aspects to it, like you know weird sex pairings and actual uh, fires that are interesting, where people get injured and burned. Sometimes die. Uh, Rescue Me was basic cable of Dennis Lurie, who's pretend yeah. pretend uh, edgy. Yeah. So 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 this is uh, these are shows that are designed to be relaxing. Oh. And um, that's fine. Like, don't you find that? Don't you find that odd though? Like, we we, we chose police. We have women and, and, in this country who've decided they can be superhumans. Um, that take care of the house, the family, you know, even if the kids in the family are like, I could do this stuff myself. You don't have to be a helicopter parent. They're, uh, they're working hard in the office or stressed out, even if they're not working hard. So this, these are shows designed to be like, Oh, this is a pressure valve. See, that's what it's just, uh, I, 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 like I said, I only watched the, police show like for, for a few episodes yeah. but it just seems like the least likely place you would find relief is a show about cops who fight crime crime firefighters and people who are responding to medical emergencies on the hospital and fire yeah yeah i don't uh well like, I, I, that none of that is anxiety relieving to me like oh the I you think know. that I think that's because the shows aren't very realistic. Oh, okay. Because you hardly ever see them do any work. They're always like, "Please and thank you," and it's like they're talking about their personal lives. It's really designed to be relaxing for like a, a stressed out uh, working mom. It's like, oh, that sounds relaxing. They're they're at work, but they're not working. They're uh, they're at the little coffee sounds, bistro. May jetty. sound real. Yeah, they're standing around uh, the water cooler. See, there's an NBC show that I watch. Uh, and excuse me, an NBC show that I watch called uh, Zoe's Infinite Playlist. Yeah, and it's uh, it's about it's a silly show, but it's about uh, it stars Jane Levy as this woman who can hear other people's innermost emotional thoughts. Mm-hmm. But by a song that they perform that only she can see, it, it's dumb. But for some reason, I like it a lot. Yeah. And but it's also the same thing. Like 
the office they have like a uh you know they'll have like a cereal bar or it'll be a sushi bar or it'll be yeah. you know it changes all the time i'm like what office has money for this yeah. like the last office i was in uh you uh they gave us bottled water just because uh they had to shut down the uh, bubblers yeah. so well I, I feel like we make fun of these shows uh, for being kind of um, the stakes being low. But yeah. whenever I talk to women or people in the office, like, oh, this, uh, I, I really miss Mad Men or uh, Breaking Bad. But mm-hmm. uh, a lot of those, a lot of people are like, no, I, that, that wasn't kind of edgy or that, that wasn't up my alley. And uh, so it's, uh, uh, well, I think it's, that's it's good that there's variety uh, I, out there. Uh, I think that's true. Uh, we're also talking about network TV versus sure, sure. cable TV. Uh, but I, I also think uh, there's probably something to the idea that we've all been under a certain amount of stress. The pandemic so, and yeah, yeah, you know the uh, the pandemic and we're sitting on the top of each other and our families. Yeah. And we haven't really been able to do anything and work is screwed up for everybody to some degree. Uh or you're unemployed like me. Like, you know, I get it. I'm I some days I sit here, I'm just thinking I'm just depressed. Yeah. Like, well, why don't I mean, you go we, do something? We we both had jobs back when we were uh, uh podcasting about breaking bad and mad men. Is that correct? We did, yes. We were able to go outside without a mask on uh, yes we were younger uh yeah. so you're you're watching something that's not as uh placid as me this this Clarice show do you want to uh yeah i, I don't know what up? i don't know what night things are on because it's thir- just... it's thursday it's after my shows yeah but it's it's after them it's i'm like in bed at that point well, I like to, I was just I don't know because I I record everything, yeah. and then that way I and I usually watch it the next day, right? So I can watch the video on demand version, sure. Because um, the, the video on demand version uh, has a few commercials, mm-hmm. but then I don't have to I don't have to take my arm out from under the blanket to fast forward, sure. And that's how lazy I am. Uh, anyway, the show's Clarice, uh, and it's set in the universe of the Silence of the Lambs movies. So and it follows Clarice Starling mm-hmm. uh, after the events of Silence of the Lambs. So she's got some PTSD from solving the Buffalo Bill uh, case, and she's got uh, there's hints about Hannibal Lecter but he's definitely not in the show and there's no yeah. indication that he's a part of the show yeah. uh, and theoretically if they're following the continuity of the movies yeah. he would not be in the show because the next time she ran into him was when she, when Jodie Foster became Julia uh, Julianne Moore yeah. but this woman uh, whose name I don't remember the actress who's the lead actress I I just I really like the show 
uh, it's a little bit different kind of procedural. Uh, it doesn't, it's not based in mysticism, but she definitely has like an intuitive uh, case, not a case solvers. She's a good detective. And uh, the the side characters are all good. They've got like, yeah. they've got like a guy who's like bald with glasses. Who's, uh, uh, you know, he's got uh, porno mags on his desk all the time. Sure. And everybody thinks he's. That's a good. You know, that's a good hat tip to the early uh, X Files. Yeah. Uh, he'd be uh, into that. Well, they eventually they explain it is like, yeah, every his sister was kidnapped, yeah, and they think that he went, she was sent into the slave trade, and so every time he's looking through those, he's looking for his sister. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, cool. the guy, one of the guys from Harold and Kumar, yeah, is on. Uh, I like him on the show. He's I don't know his others. name. Yeah, he's good. He's been in other uh, stuff that was good, so. That Michael Colditz guy is in there as a uh, as a like the head of the special section of uh, crime. It's just uh, and the, it's not a crime a week. It's like they're building on previous stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, looking into things and there's skullduggery and the and the FBI and blackmail and it has a uh, nice little noir feel. Just the yeah, uh, the settings yeah. and so forth. Yeah, it's uh, you were put off by the actress's country act. I yeah, my you know, which I, I don't prevent myself from having opinions, even though I haven't like partic- participated in the content of a subject matter. It's but, it's your right as American to push out ignorance as al- loudly as possible. Alternative facts, yeah, right. But yeah. it's on late in the night, so that's that's one tick yeah. against it and then the other tick against it is um she yeah she kind of has this rural accent and yeah. um dating back to uh forrest gump who also was kind of country and it was yeah. it was one of these things that people embraced the movie but it was kind sure. of a um well i would my only uh, counter to that would be one that the original Khalees Starling, uh, Jodie Foster, had a, had an accent. Yeah. And two, you and I have always agreed that the that the these both movies came out the same year: Forrest Gump and um, what's the one? Lambs. No, the one with uh, Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, uh, Sling Blade. Yeah, they both came out the same year, and you had made the. Uh, I thought very insightful comment. Like, if you were out to know what happens to a disabled, mentally disabled guy in the South, you don't watch Forrest Gump. You watch Sling Blade. Yeah, you're not buying Apple stock or making friends yeah. with this guy and with Jenny. You're yeah. In the, the yeah. You're not banging Jenny. You're not in the Bubble Gump uh, Shrimp Company where the other shrimpers yeah. all go. Uh, belly up so you're making money hand over the fist uh you're not yeah. you're not playing for alabama and going to the white house five times right uh right right but you might kill a guy who was abusive to your uh young friend 
that may happen. Well, you're you are eating uh, biscuits with a bunch of mustard on them. Sure, I like especially for you. I like them French fried potatoes. Yeah. Uh, so that's these are all things that could happen. Uh, uh, so yeah, just a little pet peeve there. So it's like uh, uh, a lot of it's golden age of TV. I'm just going to skip that one. But don't you feel like? Don't you feel like it's uh, our? It's just interesting, like, every other group of people that I can think of are screaming about representation in popular media. But Paul, as a Southerner, is like, "Uh, just keep us out of it. (laughs) I don't need need that tokenism or whatever. That's that's very interesting to me. Uh, It is weird. There's that woman, Olivia, somebody who won the Oscar for the help yeah um and there was this backlash of like oh why are you representing uh, uh black people in this way and it's like well um that's kind kind of the limited opportunities they had back then that's not mm-hmm. a judgment on them per se um yeah uh, well there were there was a missed what's missed there is like there were lots of rich white people's kids who were actually raised by black people, by yeah. black women. That yeah. was the that was the story. Yeah, uh, and people were I don't know. People wanted the story to be something else. Uh, but you don't ever come again. If you want to be my friend, you don't come at me through Emma Stone. <laughs> uh, you mean making fun of the the scenario she found herself in for playing a Hawaiian and uh, um, wasn't she also in that the hell? She she may have been, but uh, just just in this 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 realm of like uh, representation, she she was in mm-hmm. um, Aloha and was criticized for taking yeah. a role that was. Uh, a Hawaiian American in the the novel or whatever it was. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot there's a lot of people wanting representation, but uh, I, I think if you can leave the Southerners out, uh, yeah. I don't know that you do a great job with it. Uh, I don't know that I'm, guess... gonna, I'm not going to complain a lot, except I did a lot, you know, just now. But I'm, Generally, just not going to watch that show. Well, Emma Stone was the, the Emma Stone was the cotillion girl from The Help, and Viola Davis was in that movie. Look, if there's an actress who is going to say no slash fuck no to a movie that she thinks is racist or you know presents her or black women in a bad light. It's Viola Davis. She's she was the first one like, oh hell no, I'm not doing that. She's she's got a pretty strong voice. And then the Hawaiian thing, like I sort of get that argument, but like there aren't white people with Hawaiian names. Uh you know, so in my mind, like, I don't know. I enjoyed that movie quite a bit. Uh 
I find uh, uh, Emma Stone ridiculously attractive, so it doesn't bother me. And uh, it's a fun, uh, it's a fine little movie. And if you want to get upset about it, I guess it's better than, you know, shooting up the school. So, you know, I, I'm I'm happy to, to return to the halcyon days where we protest movies that haven't come out yet that may be about Jesus, like Dogma or The Last Temptation of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of, you know, uh, I'm so angry about this, I'm going to blow something up. You know, so... Uh, Kandun, that was a good film. Uh, so, Kandun? Yeah, people listening. Uh, Scorsese did Last Temptation of Christ and Kandun, oh. which is about uh, the Dalai Lama. Oh. Uh, well, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know how factual it was, but I don't recall any criticisms of it. Or, or anyone else in the audience with me when I watched it uh, in, in Minneapolis. <laughs> that was not Kudzu, was it? The... The the plant. The, the plant introduced into the south that's covered up entire forests. Uh, there used to be a newspaper cartoon called Kudzu. There used to be newspapers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. The fair point. Uh, so I have on here Nick Jonas. Uh, I have no reason why. Yeah, this is a small take. Um, yeah, small guy, small take. The um, uh, this ca- kind of goes into the entertainment in the sense that I was watching this uh, TV show called Kingdom, which is set, set in the mixed martial arts world in Venice Beach, California. Uh, it was uh, something I started watching. This is a tweet about, no, name a perfect actor in a perfect show, which wasn't Nick Jonas. It was a, another character on that show. But yeah. I wouldn't say it was a perfect show. It was uh, uh, a world I hadn't uh, delved into, the culture Wait, of. Nick Jonas was, was in this Kung he Fu was, show? He was. Uh, I thought I thought he was like one of the Jonas brothers. Which is a music act, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Or kind of a girl, boy band. I, I don't know, but I just thought he was in that band. Yes. So I just wanted to say kudos to him. He uh, yeah. he was in a boy band, and, and then he did... He, he wasn't a great actor in this, but he acted in it, and he, he seemed like he was in terrific shape to do these fights. Uh, scenes or be stunt doubled for this fight stuff. Yeah. Uh, and now he's hosting the Billboard uh, Music Award Show coming up. And, um, you know, uh, people make fun of uh, uh, these glitzy, good looking, like Carson Daly type people. Uh, yeah. But there, it, takes, it takes a skill to be an MC, though. Oh, like, but, yeah, even but they, Letterman couldn't do it. Sure, um, but there's only so many of them, and and when when the Carson Daly's not doing it, or yeah. there's another guy who does a lot of these whose name I'm blanking on, but 
Kurt Lutter. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there's a yeah, Rick, there's... Ricky Gervais. Uh, no, not him, because he, because I don't know that he succeeded at at the part. Uh, he did for me, but probably not. These are the things that these are other things that women want to be relaxing. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, look at the pretty dresses, look at the nice suits. Uh, oh, I, they really robbed that film or that. You know, uh, they they don't actually want the comedian to be funny. Well, uh, there's another presentator guy who's good looking and kind of bland. Uh, yeah. Who, um, it's like people make fun of him. Uh, I feel like he was a character they made fun of on BoJack Horseman. Oh yeah, where it would be some show they're watching, and it's a, a something something type. Uh, but was it was it Keith Welberman? No, no. Oh, he was in it, but not that, that wasn't him. Oh. <clears throat> anyway, you you have someone doing this this role, and you think, oh, that's easy to do, and and then they bring in other people to do it, and it's like. Uh, they're either not entertaining or they're too edgy. It's like, oh, this this actually is tougher than it looks. So, kudos to Nick Jonas for um, being in a musical, uh, talking in front of a camera, acting, getting in shape for an MMA uh, portrayal. Uh, he's just a silent hero uh, in the modern America where. Uh, a reality star like uh, Paris Hilton or uh, Kim Kardashian, we think is great. We're now and this the, is a, and sh- you know the, the, the stars of Carol Burnett uh, yeah, variety shows dead. where they yeah. can sing and dance and be funny and so forth. Uh, yeah, were they funny or did they just laugh at themselves? Well, for like forty-five minutes on a Saturday night. Uh, I, I'm just saying they, they could do several different things. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think Kim Kardashian could, could get out and uh, play a ukulele and sing and do something funny and uh, uh, do a little acting. Like, th- those those people went to uh, either train themselves or went to Juilliard School and could do all kinds of different performing oh. art stuff. And and it paid off in a variety show, and we, we we've lost that. But this Nick Jonas guy uh, can do a few different things, and more power to him. The new uh, the new cultural instruction is we're supposed to be nice to uh, Paris Hilton and oh. a lot of the celebrity celebritants, as mm-hmm. they were called, uh, the Kim uh, Kim Kardashian. You know, I. Uh, Letterman, he has that Netflix show. My my next guest needs no introduction, mm-hmm. and he ha- he had uh, Kim Kardashian on, yeah. and I I was like I was almost not going to watch it, but he did really uh, such a good job with that interview that I found did she I fu- did she I, have I, hidden depths to her or. Uh... You know she's uh, she's going to law school mm-hmm. because she's become passionate about helping, uh, especially single underprivileged mothers yeah. who might face a 
possession, drug possession charge or trying to keep them out of prison yeah. and, lose, and losing their kids or, you know, helping them win custody and whatever. So she's actually going to law school to learn how to do that, which you can cheat a lot of things, but it's hard to cheat law school if you're going to be effective at what you want to do. Yeah. Uh, she had suffered a terrible trauma a few years ago that I only caught a hint of is that somebody had tried to rob her diamonds or jewelry at when she was at a hotel in Paris. But it was actually, it was actually way more horrible than that. Like the dudes broke in and like, uh, tied her up and like, you know, they took all the jewelry and, she thought yeah. she was going to get raped, and then she had a gun in her face. And the hotel manager was there, and he was tied up. And right, you know, it, I mean, it was. Uh, and Kanye was on and doing a concert somewhere, and they came to him on stage, and he just dropped his fucking mic and That's got on a yeah. and, and got on a plane. And I had no idea how horrible that situation was. Uh, and I, I. Um, I, my empathy grew for her in the sense that she, she helped me understand yeah. that that I, I do have the privilege of walking through life not yeah. assuming uh, not assuming that I'm going to be raped yeah. uh, or that, that that's a desire that people have or uh, yeah. that that's going to be a focus on me. So yeah, Paris Hilton wasn't on, but, uh, you know, I, yeah. I am that I am that doesn't am, that doesn't mean she's talented, but it, I agree with you in the sense that you're not uh, having to deal with uh, uh, aggressive men or or being famous. That's that's a trial. Yeah, I, I guess here's what I what I've learned in like from school and stuff mm-hmm. is if we all just kind of started out with uh, let's just be nice, like even if oh, even if the yeah, person. Yeah even if the person's kind of annoying, just sort of be like, yeah, let it go. I only have to deal with them a short period of time during the day. Uh, Like I don't have to deal with Paris Hilton at all. And so, or Lindsay Lohan or any of these people who were punch lines for a very long time. And uh, so, yeah, Kim Kardashian, I've come around on. I mean, you think about her life was really screwed up. Her dad was, Best friends yeah. with O.J. Simpson, and it yeah. tore a, a tore apart their oh, marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then her stepfather turned out to be a stepmother, uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a lot of weird stuff happening in your life yeah. while you're on TV all the time. Yeah, you know what are you gonna do? I didn't expect to defend Caitlyn Jenner, but I do want to go back to Nick Jonas for one second. The the impetus of how he came to be was there was a Twitter question floating around about pick a pick uh, a perfect uh, actor and character on a perfect show on a well okay no shows are perfect but assuming assuming that's true pick one for me well we've we've done this before we've done this um exercise before oh all right and uh uh 
it's you know you could Walter White on Breaking Bad or uh, Roger Sterling and Mad Men. You could go with the uh, uh, Marlowe's coming or was it Marlowe or uh, 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 Omar? Omar, Omar from The yeah. Wire, Bubbles, yeah. Bubbles from the you know The Wire had a lot of uh, perfect note characters because it was well written, uh, pulled pulled from reality. Uh, uh, McNulty. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go a little mainstream on Dana uh, uh, Dana Scully on X Files. Yeah, she she had a quality about her. Yeah, that, that felt real, and it, and then you watch her do other stuff. Uh, she she uh, she's very good on that sex education, yeah. as being like an expert, but also still kind of fragile in her real life. That that feels authentic. Yeah, well, she played a hard ass cop on a North Ireland TV show called yeah. Yeah. Uh, The Fall. Yeah, uh, she was great in that. Her range, she, her range is very wide. She's, uh, she's, well, I, I say currently. It's it's on Netflix now, and we're, we're watching it now. But it, it may have finished. the the uh, The Crown, I think. There's been a lot of shows about yeah. the royal she family, played, so I don't. I don't know. Played if Margaret Thatcher. Yeah, yeah. So she yeah. was she was good at that. She had Margaret Thatcher's kind of a weird person. Yeah. Um. She's kind of a weird mix of things, and uh, uh, so so is uh, 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 that that actress. She she brings uh, some com- complexities to a complex role uh, with the Margaret Thatcher thing. Uh, well, the, the Sex Education show that she star of Gillian Anderson, yeah, uh, who's the woman we're talking about? She. Uh, the second season, I don't want to ruin it for you if you haven't seen it, but it's, she has a she has a confrontation with her son. Yeah. Uh, that's ve- she never raises her voice, but it's very devastating. You're yeah. like, you know, she she basically says some things to him that are straight from the gut, and he ends up being about two inches tall at the end of it. It was it was very good. So speaking speaking of uh, Kim Kardashian and the the trials of fame, this we, this may be as good a time as any to pivot to uh, Bill Bill and Melinda Gates. You've been obsessed with this uh, divorce of Bill and Melinda Gates uh, for some time now. So I'm I'm curious to see what the what the interest is here. Um. Obsessed, I'm going to say, is a little strong. It's, it's it is it is it's it's you, one you of have, you've shown a strong interest in yeah in this in this story. Is that fair? Uh, I I spend a lot of time working or just worried mm-hmm. about work. So so I have like a narrow like I get up in the morning. I I click on my little money tab mm-hmm. of money stories, and then I go to my homepage. And flip through those stories, and this, this this is a story that has gotten a lot of attention on those platforms. Yeah. So it's like, oh, how much money is it that's being split? Uh, what what led to this? Uh, 
is this a trend then older couples getting divorced and they call them gray divorces yeah. uh, and like the factors that go into it. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, uh, angles that have been pursued on, on the little news platforms that I do go on. Uh, in particular, there was a, um, oh, plus, plus the Bezoses, they got divorced not that yeah. long before this. So, so I've kind of had a, an interest in that, uh, the, the Royal families of American capitalism. <laughs> uh, in, in particular, there was a story about the eldest daughter. Um, this is the Gates daughter of, of the Gates family. Yeah. Um, cause I had heard stuff about a quote from her about being born into this extraordinary privilege. And then Bill had a quote about just not, you know, giving her so much that she wouldn't be able to do something with her life, uh, being shackled by this money. Yeah. Um, but there was an article about her and, uh, it seemed like, she still had a lot of good things going on financially mm-hmm. like that. That felt like, well, that seems like more than uh, well, I would s- attribute to being like, uh, you said they sent her to college and they bought her a $5 million condo. They, they bought it and I assume still own it for tax reasons, but it was still like, Having a five million dollar condo that's right next door at the college you're going to, right, seems like um, placing the child in a position where um, the realities of the world are different than the a reality of the world where you're professing that you you want the kid to be making something of so themselves. There are two defenses I will make for the Gates, yeah, Ma- mother and father Gates here that may not be obvious. Defense one is, if this is in Seattle, a $5 million condo may not that be that big of a yeah. condo. Yeah. Uh, especially if it's on the edge of a, con- a college campus. Yeah, this was uh, New York, I think we found out. Okay, so $5 million, yeah. it's not really a big place. Uh, two, uh, celebr- kids of rich people and celebrities are at particular risk for kidnapping in the way that you yeah. and I weren't. So like we did a story one time, there was a break in at one of, uh, uh, Buffett's. uh Warren Buffett. Yeah. Warren Buffett's kids, houses. house. We mentioned that some diamonds were stolen or whatever, but we put the address of the house in the paper and um, the Buffett people were really pissed at us because they said it uh, increased the uh, chances of kidnapping for her or grandkids or whatever. And, uh, you know, I could see both sides on that. But, uh, in, you know, in the end, I guess I sort of side with, yeah, we could be a little more careful uh, with that kind of stuff. So uh, I'm sure the Gates had to hire security for uh, their daughter, lest they be lest they be ransomed. So uh, I, I I will defend that much. While I agree with the idea that like 
you know, why can't you just live in the dorms or whatever? So, yeah, I guess I've been, uh, if not obsessed, it's been an interesting story in the sense of uh, uh, what are the conspiracy theories? You know, is it all a tax thing? Uh, uh, what was their life like? You know, it, it is a lifestyles of the rich and famous uh, view. My, uh, there, there was a lot of jokes, which, you know, my joke was, is, is he, is he going to get with Seinfeld? Because there was a lot of chemistry in that Microsoft commercial from 20 years ago or whenever right. it was. You know, Seinfeld's like, oh, if, if you think this, do the thing in your pants, and he, like, swivels his hips around, that probably sticks with the person through the years. Yeah. Uh, an unkindled, un- un- uh, yet to be kindled fire there. From that scene, uh, uh, I, I don't. The, one of the things I always struggle with is these marriages between older people mm-hmm. who uh, have been together for a long time, sort of falling apart. Yeah, like I don't understand why that happened. Uh, you know, maybe they never got along or. Yeah, uh, whatever. I don't know. Well, this article about these great, great divorces—they mm-hmm. point to like a lot of the energy might have been devoted to raising the family, and then mm-hmm. now the family—you're an em- empty nest, and that that dynamic's not there, and you're left with like being friends with someone that uh, uh, was your partner in this other endeavor. And it's not strong enough to keep it together. Mm. Uh, we're more self-sufficient. We're living longer. Uh, uh, this whole marriage thing is kind of uh, it's less stigmatized. Uh, it kind of made more sense when uh, our lives were shorter and just struggling to survive mm-hmm. as, a, as a sole person uh, was was a a, 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 a bigger uh, concern. Uh, yeah. You know, we, we used to have dowries where it's like, okay, you two are setting up on your own. We're going to give you these possessions to make a go of it or, oh, let's do a barn raising because uh, you'll need this as a new family. Uh I, I guess yeah. I, I guess all those things made it kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, I uh, uh, Buffett has said similar things about his kids are going to inherit so much money, but it won't be the amount of money that you know Berkshire, you know shareholder has or. Yeah. They might be. They might have twenty-five shares instead of, <laughs> you know, fourteen or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I don't begrudge anybody their money, especially somebody like Gates who actually invented something that was useful. Yeah. But. Uh, you know, I guess it doesn't matter. Just be be nice to your kids. So they don't turn into be like a little sociopath. But, uh... I agree. I I agree in the sense that uh, 
I'm not invested in their lives like someone that reads People magazine. It was just an interesting yeah. story. But press packet for that was uh, pretty amazing. So, you know, I guess they're still going to work on their charity together. So that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, There's other stuff on here, but we've been talking for a long time. Have we? Let's see. What's what's, what's the app telling me? Uh, hold on. <laughs> An hour sixteen. Uh, yeah. Uh, I I feel like we hit we hit the high marks. We, yeah. We want to do we want to end with this uh, Deep Space Nine thing, which we which is like the Matt Damon of guests. Of topics yeah, well, that we keep skipping. There was a short four. Paul and I both indulge in comics. I, I would say Paul indulges. I don't. I. I have a problem. Um, he. Uh, he uh, uh, on Wednesdays we'll go to the store and then we think about it. We'll take a. You know, screen cap of the issues that we bought, and uh, Paul is more adventurous uh, into smaller companies than I am, and uh, he found a Deep Space Nine uh, noir mystery that centered around Odo, the security chief on Deep Space Nine. And um, it was uh, like a four-issue series in trade paperback form. <coughs> and uh, it was set, uh, there were a bunch of big trade uh, confederations going on during the Kardashian unknowns war. And um, I, I thought it was very well done. It was probably not as edgy as I would have liked it to be, only because, uh, like everything else in that time, it just felt overdrawn mm-hmm. uh, in places. But I thought uh, they did a good job of using the dark, uh, they brought on that extra character uh, who could change to uh, uh, like a like a really like a well, I don't know what is I know he he could he didn't uh, Odo was the shape changer he, the other guy was like the empath yeah they brought yeah. in this extra detective who was an empath who could like read the, people's mind like yeah. Deanna Troy I suppose. Yeah, and uh, although not nearly as hot, uh, so it, I thought it was a good story. Yeah. It certainly, it certainly kept with noir uh, credit in the in the idea that um, there were dark forces and uh, uh, there was. The, the guilty party was someone who had been traumatized like 20 years before. Yeah. Uh, 
Yes. So she reacted, but then uh, they tidied it up and they just continued on with the the powerful forces of capitalism, like the trade conference happened. And uh, uh, so at the, at the end of the day, the time, time marched on, which is, I don't know, kind of a theme of noir stuff where uh, it's kind of gritty and there's. Uh, 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 it's not just some happy ending or simple story. Uh, well, I think I think what really worked about it for me was that the noir stories always have at least seven different twists, mm-hmm. and and then and then it gets to the point where you're like battered with all these twists, yeah. and then and then they're like, okay, this is who did it, yeah. and and it had that you know. Uh, that feeling was uh... like one of the people that could have been the guilty party was a collaborator. Yeah, from that time, which which did factor in with the woman who felt aggrieved, but uh, it was like her story more than the 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 bigger forces of the of the galaxy or the big businesses or yeah. whatnot. So. Uh, all that was allowed to continue because he was too important a, a, a component of that uh, to be properly punished uh, for his individual foibles. Yeah, uh, and Odo was, I think, an underused character on the show. Yeah. Uh that that actor who was from soap and Diana uh, soap and then uh, Benton. Oh yeah, yeah. Has uh, done well shedding his uh, youthful dreams or what have you. So that's a bonus. Uh, so, uh, I, 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 if it, what was it called? Uh, I wrote it down. Uh, too long a sacrifice, yeah, yeah. which which is what we should call this podcast. <laughs> well, I'm glad I'm glad we ticked that box because yeah. it's gone unticked for a few weeks now. Uh, so, something yeah. different to end on. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if our listenership out there or uh, uh, this this pandemic has been tough for everyone. Yeah. Uh, Some people have lost their jobs. Like it's, it's changed industries to the extent that it's like it's broken pieces off. That that's kind of been your experience. Uh, Yeah. I'm in a job, but it's like altered the landscape of it. Uh, I don't know who who out there is like. Well, this is basically how life was. Uh, I think I think everyone is like, even if they're in their same job and it feels the same, they're uh, not eating out or not shopping or not visiting with family as much. Uh, I hope. Uh, 
I hope this is a podcast. It's a distraction from that. Yeah. Like, oh, I got out of my skin for a bit to uh, yeah, listen just to this nonsense. Two old friends talking, yeah. cracking wise. Yeah. Well, uh, is your mom home from the garden yet? No. No, she's, she's had a tough time with all this uh, rain stuff. Well, just life generally. Yeah. Uh, she's, uh, I'm not sure if she's still at the garden or what she's up to, but uh, yeah. probably knocking back the uh, cooler's half, light. Half a pint at the local, uh, the local uh, watering hole. Sure. Yeah. Well, good for her if she was doing that. Seems unlikely, but yeah, uh, that's worth a little humor. All right, man. Well, you want to get us out of here? Uh, yeah. Um, hang hang in there, audience. Ship. Uh, it's a tough time, but uh, you can be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Yeah. Uh, Look, look, look towards brighter days in the future. Uh, uh, you know, watch one of these little hopeful uh, vaccination shows. Even if you've been vaxxed or don't want to be vaxxed, maybe that's cheerful, cheerful viewing. Uh, any, anything yeah. else in the farewell? Uh, I would say uh, follow us on... Uh... Uh, paragraphstacker.com right, right on and you can also receive email updates with every uh, post to the site which are all by me because uh, Paul's life sucks so he can't yeah. watch and re- re- review TV anymore sure so Anyway, this is this is Paul and I's weekly sit down, fireside, virtual fireside chat. Yeah. Uh, so, thanks for joining us. Good to talk to you, buddy. Uh, maybe we'll talk again soon. Right on, right All on, right. everyone. Later, man.